welcome 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 how was your day it's been great yeah. you know i just got finished robbing a train you know it's all good it's all yeah good. yeah well it's us two here right now you know right. might show up we'll see he might be a little late i mean he but tried anyways. to call you out on the live last night you know making sure you post but did d show up on time hmm I mean, if he had to know. hit that 310 to Yuma, I don't know if he would have made it on time. <laughs> or, the, or the 810 to Stuttgart, he might be a little off, like he my last be, year review. He might be a little off. He might be yeah. riding behind it on his horse, go, wait a minute. Facts. <laughs> well, y'all already know what it is. Welcome already to know. another episode of Black Nerd Fridays. We are talking about anime. We're talking about movies, sci-fi, comics, manga, all that good stuff. But as our usual thing, before we get to our topic, we discuss beer. What you got today for me, Sells? I know you got something good. So you know me. I always have things that are on topic, right? Mm -hmm. All the time. So mm -hmm. first up, this is a beer that's out of Texas. Okay. It's called The Last. Ooh, that is messing up. The Last Girl Scout. All right. I'll put you back that way. No, that's cool. I think it's because of the lighting. It doesn't it yeah. like freak out because I'm wearing black and it can't do highlight high brightness here and in black but yeah this one here is the last girl scout this one's coming out of martin house brewing company in fort worth texas i felt if we're talking about cowboys you gotta go to texas mm -hmm. this one here the only reason why i picked this one is because as you can see we got ourselves a little girl scout and she has this long rifle and you know of course in all cowboy movies they always have a rifle of some sort it is a whiskey barrel aged thin mint stout so whiskey with a little bit of mint a little bit of chocolateness it's a barrel age series it's a 12 percent and i love that they said it's imperial stout it's brewed with peppermint chocolate vanilla brown sugar and lactose okay this here is amazing i'm i'm so excited for this this one's a 12 percent. but then because you were on the live last night with mac and you know he was talking about how you know people have been giving him a lot of praise especially in the industry about what waves he's making. I thought I'd give a shout out to one of his other brews that he did for Barrel and Flow called Fume. And this is a Rauch beer. Rauch, I always say that. Rauch? Rauch beer? Rauch, yes. Rauch. Yeah, Rauch beer style smoke beer because what we always talking about with Cowboys, nobody wants that smoke. Mm -hmm. But this is a collaboration between Mac Brewing and Montclair Brewery. And this is a 5%. But this was for Barrel and Flow from last year. And I have one more left because, you know, sometimes when you buy them from Tavor, they had so many of them. And yeah. this is the last one that I had. So I'm curious to see if the smoked beer actually held up. But we'll mm. see. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> well, here's a fun fact before we continue. I love pretty much anything mint. And I had that stout prior to this. I had it um, earlier this year, but it was the, it was the, the Cookie Monster one. Which is pretty much identical to that. Yeah. Now, see, yeah. I am not a big fan of thin mints, so I'm really curious how this is going to be. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the chocolate and vanilla and the brown sugar are more stronger for me. Because if it's all mint, I'm gonna be like, Ugh, and luck. Yo. And the survey says, uh, ding, 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 ding. He yes. here. He pulled up. He pulled up. Listen, you ain't doing as bad as me, but. We thought oh, you, you was late. No, 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 no. I was on time, bro. I'm, I was here. I was early. Hey, you can't be late for your own uh, month. No. Even though I dropped that on the last day on mine, you know. Yeah, shout out to hold me down, Mister Refine. I see you, brother. I see you. You already know how we do. So what you what you sipping on? I got it. I got it. It's been a long week. I ain't I didn't go nowhere. All right, I just went to work. Dealing dealing with this kid. Ain't doing her a couple hours of sleeping. So all I got is the one I didn't finish last time. Was this almanac? Uh, this is a uh, lamb and goes so sour. I'm gonna try this joint out. Uh, what is it? What percentage is this thing? Mixed, cult mixed culture fermented, uh, goes style ale, uh, aged in oak barrels and in bottle conditioned out here. And I don't even know what percentage this thing is, but oh, 6.9. But that's all I got. You know, I didn't make it to the to the stove like I wanted to, so or to the yeah. brewery. So it is what it is. Ooh, says that looks nice. I look fancy in your culture gorgeous. glass. I see you. You re you're redeeming yourself. Yeah. I myself. Oh, because I didn't do a beer last time. 
I don't know how many times I missed with you doing a beer, but I'm just not Listen, counting that one time. You know, you know what I'm not peer pressure here. Okay? And, and you got and you got this all white town out here, so you already know. You already know I'm not liking this right now. Listen, you know? we we we, we, we got to get into that, but first, <laughs> let me show you what I'm drinking because last night was heavy. It was great. This is heavy on mint. This is heavy on mint. I figured that. I figured that would be. I'm taking it easy. I ain't got nothing themed with the show. This is a ruby red Kolsch. It's there you go. That's right. You take your time, brother. You here at seven hour, seven hour lives out here. Yeah. I, I thought I was a cowboy last night, and like you said, that that age is catching it to me. That joint knocking on the door, like like you just said. Uh, it's ringing the doorbell. It's like yo, mm -hmm. pretty much. Middle age. Yeah. Right. <laughs> smell kind of nice right there. I'll share that with the fam. Yeah, cheers to y'all. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. Culture for the. Culture. I'm gonna pour mine up in a second. This is what we talking about today. Oh, it's kind of pretty good. To it. Yeah, let's really get to it, man. I'm, I'm let's so get serious. to it. The Black Wild West. The harder yeah. they fall, the harder they fall. You already know we got thoughts about it. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna, you know, give our opinions. So as we always do. We're going to start with what we start with. No, you already know. What's your good, your bad, and your ugly. Talk about and, it. you know, since somebody wasn't on time. Yeah, go ahead and start with me. Yeah. I already know. The, my good is that it ended. All right? That's all I got. Moving on. Ooh. <laughs> all right. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, I would have to say. The good for me was that they actually finally had black cowboys because anytime we see any type of Westerns, you rarely see them, rarely. And I think that with this all-star cast that they had, it was nice to finally see a lot of them on the same screen. Um, I also do like some of the Easter eggs that they had put in there, which I thought were pretty cool. Uh, giving shout outs to, you know, to past stars, giving shout outs to the produce producer of the show and I think they also pulled a lot of key elements from previous Western movies, especially like the good, bad, the ugly, which we always, you know, have our question yeah. off of. Yeah. But I think there was a lot of great references that they had pulled in from the Western genre that I thought was pretty good. But I think overall it was a beautiful cinematography was great, but I think that there were a lot of flaws for me uh -huh. that uh -huh. really kind of diminished story but i do like the fact that they actually finally had cowboys because surprisingly so there's a statistic out there that says one one out of every four cowboys was actually a black cowboy so just saying just mm. facts on that okay i like that i like that well um my good would be kind of the same as what you were just talking about um we're we're discussing and we're watching something that has us the cinematography the cinematography the visuals on there um, even some of the colors that were displayed in here were just absolutely beautiful. Uh, we don't see a lot of us a lot of times when we discuss these sort of movies. So to see this starring, leading characters all in here was just beautiful to me. And the music was dope as well. So with that, let's get on to the next part. What's your bad? You got to let Dean start with that because he said oh, yeah, sure. was that it ended. So let's hear what sure. he got to say. Um, I'm going to just go with my bad is... Um, the the plot <laughs> about rufus um buck and like how that even like just that whole plot how that got set up to the moment like shout out to movies like the posse shout out to a movie where denzel was in cowboy western would do from um uh, gardens of the uh, gardens of the uh, galaxy those are those are quality movies shout out to the posse yeah but uh definitely just the whole plot even between uh, Nate or Nat, excuse me, Nat Love or Nathaniel Love and Rufus Buck, uh, just that whole showdown aspect, just bad, you know, just, just, just how it was. It was trash. It was trash. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, what's your, what's your thoughts on there? Yeah, I think the thing for me when you think about it. I kind of kind of got to piggyback a little bit off of what D said about the whole story plot with Idris Elba's character. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing is that it continues that trope about how black men will kind of leave their families. Um, 
And that to me is something that we continue to see. And it's not just in movies that are being produced by white people. We're seeing that same narrative continue in movies that are produced by black people, right? So for me, it was like, you have this man, he had did these wrongs, he was abusing the mother, which again, it's it, that can be kind of a trigger for some people. He didn't kick Tara the kid, and then he leaves his family and then picks up this whole new family and is the perfect ideal husband and father. And that to me, I thought was just really sad. And mm -hmm. I hate to see that type of narrative continue. But I do think the fact of how they had it come full circle at the end, I was like, yeah. I kind of see it, but then at the same time, they couldn't really resolve it in a different way than what they did. And I was a little, again, here it is. You have two black men who have gone down different paths, all because of the one guy, their father, who just, you know, screwed over the first son and then, you know, tried to be the perfect dad for the second one. So for Spoiler me, like, alert. I know. Sorry. Sorry for the spoiler. <laughs> I just say like that part there to me, I just was like, I didn't like that part. That was bad for me. Okay. Um, I personally, I gotta keep my ugly, though. <laughs> my yeah, ugly. yeah. I personally had just a little bit of bad, like, I, again, I agree with you on point with that. Um, as far as the, the symbolism of it, you know, when you're portraying us specifically now, I do say that they could have did a little better when it came to, um, casting people specifically. Um, if you're referencing certain characters that are real, the story is fake. We get that. But the people they they were talking about, they were real. So that, you know, that threw me off a little bit. And I don't want to get too crazy, but I'm going to let D give us his ugly because I can guarantee you he oh, yeah. got some he got some heat for it. Oh, you already know. I'm going to leave it like this, too. <laughs> yeah, that's all, that's all good. And her decisions, trash. The way that they... Uh, the way that they have me at least uh, like Rufus Buck's character just because of uh, the town of Redwood um, or Redwood City, <laughs> the Redwood, the town. Um, and then just how that how that didn't happen or didn't formulate and make the character more complex and then attempting to make him complex at the end uh, and his relationship with Nate. Uh, it just really was, it was just all around bad, but definitely got it. The way they did stagecoach Mary is like, why would you even think that? Why would you, you why would you, you have all the leverage, but then you give your, you give yourself, you give your leverage up. I'm trying to not do spoilers out here. <laughs> and, and then it just becomes, it becomes a stereotypical Western, which again, I understand people watch Westerns and that's how they were set up. But I was just like, I don't even understand why that was even a decision. And it didn't make any sense. And then watching back to my bad or like how the plot, I mean, how that whole sh uh, the showdown happened, like and led up to that. I was just like, I don't understand where Shotgun Mary had to even do the things that were done in that part of the movie. Didn't make any sense to me. So that's my ugly. Suds, so what you got? I'm going to tell you this right now. In regards to Stagecoach Mary, if you actually know who the real character is, like what her character is supposed to be based off of, who she's portraying, they did her so wrong. First off, she was they did a bit of colorism with it because she was much lighter. She was also mm. a smaller woman in the movie, which mm. to me, it's like, why do you feel the need to have to lighten her as well as make her smaller so that she can be more appealing to the main character, the lover? I mean, that to me was like, I get you needed to have you know, a, a leading lady for, for, for Nate Love. But I'm like, there's tons of women who are, are beautiful who would fit more of what she looks like, right? So mm -hmm. to me, I don't like that idea that she went with someone who was lighter and smaller. And then on top of that, she's running a bar, but she's, I mean, her real story, she was, she was ruthless and people feared her. I looked at the character who was, you know, in this movie, and I'm like, I don't fear her. She seems like she's playing this damsel in distress and I'm like, that's not her. Like Stagecoach Mary wasn't that. And that to me just seemed like they're continuing this idea that women can't be the strong leads. She has to be somewhat, as they call it, softer and be more in trouble in order for you know her to be even appealing to, uh, to the main character, who's a man. But I think the other thing, too, is that for the other character, Treacherous Trudy, you know, again, she was a lead character, but she still was being overlooked on opportunities, you know by by buck because he gave it to some other some other guy that was in his group 
to lead the town. But and it's like, you know, again, why? Really? Hmm? What, what'd you say? I was like, Willie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's like, you know, it's, again, it kind of made it where the female characters, they were strong, but still playing second fiddle. Right. Mm -hmm. So that to me, I think was, and then also too, when you had, and I can't think of her name, the other shooter, oh, and they had her getting, she was always dressing. In Cuffy. Thank you. Cuffy. Cuffy. They had her dressing. She was very, she was wearing more masculine clothing and then they had her wear a dress. And it's like, again, you're, you're making the women, the black women conform to things that aren't who their true characters are. So that to me was the ugly. And, you know, I always got to call it out for any female character I see in anything, because again, I'm tired of seeing these same tropes. It's like, let her be bad. Let her be who she really is. Really portray her properly in media. So, yeah. Okay. I like that. I actually, um, I don't have any ugly, to be honest with you. I really <laughs> don't. And and I'll kind of add it at the end. I got a question to add to that. But um, I have a question for that specific thing as far as when it comes to ugly. So I don't have ugly, per se, when it comes to this movie. And uh -oh. um, it was you know, things that I've seen that could have been better. They could have put some pieces together better, the storyline together. Again, this is fictional, but I'm not going to go too hard on it. I'm going to say that. So with that being said, that leads perfect to my next question. What's that? When you hear the word Western, what is your immediate thoughts? Dusty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the, the lone, I mean, the lone wolf type of situation, maybe have a crew, um, uh, someone who may not necessarily be the baddest when it comes to the quick draws, but definitely demands that respect, goes from town to town, either being a bounty hunter or, or, or robbing banks or taking gold. And a lot of times in the Westerns, they always show anything. Anytime I think of a Western, I think that I'm going to see some some uh, some indigenous people in here. Which I did, which I didn't see um, in uh, the harder they fall. So that was something that, again, in my mind, stereotypically watching Western kids and black and white ones. That's what you. That's what you saw, and it's always, you know, it, it tied into the line of the Western. Like I'm not front, but that's exactly what I think of a Western. Like badass posse ready for action. Shots, man, fire. <laughs> so what you got? Me, I, like I said, dusty, quick draws, guns. I also think about, you know, just the, the life that they had to live and how small their world was, right? Because think about it, you had to, and how good you had to be at navigation. Let's just add that. Because mm -hmm. you know how we are so reliant on Garmin or, you know, Google giving us the directions. Yeah. This is like you had to literally remember what route you took understanding your directions, understanding about time of day, you know, and even if you were a rancher, you, you had to make sure you could watch your animals, you're going on these long rides, you have to be comfortable with quietness and solitude. They didn't have cell phones back then. They didn't have, you know, social media, none of that stuff. So you had to literally be able to just sit and be comfortable in solitude. And that I think a lot of people, if we had to revert back to that, I think a lot of people will probably lose their minds. I'm just going to say that. But for me, Westerns, when fact. you think about just the genres and in, in the movie, just in movies in general, you know, it's always very whitewashed, right? So you're coming, you, you think this idea that all cowboys are white guys, all the marsh, U.S. marshals were white guys, right? But that wasn't the case. I mean, you had tons of Mexicans that were here. You had Native Americans who were a part of that, of that culture, constantly fighting against them because cowboys were invading their land. You had black men who, you know, after slavery... You know, we're trying to find a way to not, you know, to, what's the way to kind of make money? Well, you can be a marshal, you can do this type of stuff. So there were way, like there were way more diverse diversity that was going on. And you had the opium trade that was going on. And you, they rarely kind of show that type of stuff. So it's always very whitewash when you look when you think about the movies. So that's why for me, you know, seeing the harder they fall, I was really excited about it because they were pulling from, you know, true characters, but they still played into what you typically see with a Western. Mm, I like that answer. Um, when I think of Westerns, and by the way, I love, love Westerns. Those are, these are the movies I used to watch too with my uh, maternal grandfather, my mom's father. Um, I would watch them with him back in the day. I would go to his house and this is probably not too long before he passed. And me and him would sit there 
for hours. Just, you know, we sometimes we wouldn't even talk. We would just watch Westerns. We might say a couple words to each other. And actually the same thing for my father's father, who also passed away a couple years ago. Um, we loved Westerns as well. So when I think of Western, the first thing that comes to my mind is whiteness immediately. Um, to see this movie and it was us in there, it, it gave me a sense of pride and um, joy. But at the same time, I felt like the ball was dropped because the storyline, because the people that they were using, which we know, if you know your history, they were strong leading people. They had a lot of storyline behind them um, and didn't do a good job with that. So it just it, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth and um, it didn't it didn't really hit the mark for me. But it was a Western and it was a black Western and it wasn't as, as uh, D said, it wasn't posse. Definitely wasn't posse. Posse was crazy fire. This didn't compare. The only thing that they had going good for it was the music. And um, that's pretty much it. So I'm going to move on to the next one. What was your thoughts on the opening scene? The opening scene was crazy. I mean, I, I mean, there are instances in, in any movie or whatever one you watch where you're going to uh, be intrigued. And this one was intrigued because it was no, the only character talking was a character that you can see from the first characters, excuse me. So it was um it was it was it, it just made me be like what the hell <laughs> and it kind of <laughs> lingered on no seriously it lingered on till the ending and then you're just like oh okay because it's like and you're like oh, okay and it was like but then you once you figured out from the ending what happened in your life but then why this person uh instead of just this only person, um it doesn't make any sense in that it, regard if that's what you're doing unless you just want to unless you're trying to just unless you're destroying or whatever case may be first scene to me it it will definitely want to you're like you just got so many questions and you just like what the hell like where'd that come from yeah so did a job on the on the opening okay. yeah I think, I think the opening scene for me i get what they were trying to do they were trying to really build up the emotion with it mm -hmm. and really kind of build that tense moment of like you're watching his family and this group of guys come in, you know, and they don't show you who the main character is, right? Um, who's doing the, the damage to this family. But it's also just, you can tell it was very personal, right? Like it was very, very personal. And I think that was something they were trying to really drive home that this wasn't just a random act, that he was really pulling from a place of pain. And he's like, I want to drag this out with you as much as possible so that you can feel what I've been feeling for years. And so when you finally learn what happened, you kind of understand why he killed in the order that he did, right? Because it was, you know, really getting to this fact that he's thinking my mother had to suffer because of this man. Mm. She never got an opportunity to be happy, right? She never got an opportunity to really be a good mother to me because she was always having to fight this guy off. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to take her out because you chose her. You put her on. Spoiler alert. Suds. I'm just <laughs> I mean, if you're like, going to say everything, then let's just do it. But, but say no, spoiler alert, please. I'm not talking about, but here's the thing. Like, this is you what, just what gave gonna... the whole first beginning but of the people have, by, look, by this time, if you haven't seen it, it's been out for, what, a month now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, still, this is, I can see this was like three days after. This is a month, right? But my thing is, is this. Plus, people probably have read every single blog that's out there on it. But I want to drill home to a certain point here. Thank you very much much D. Okay. Well, what I'm trying to get at is, it's just the fact that this is the thing I think that's really important here is that you had, you had two black women. One was chosen to not be treated in any type of respectful way, but the other one was, and it's like, well, why was that? Right. And we always hear these conversations and you guys probably hear it a lot being black men about how black women feel that they are not heard. You know, they're always constantly struggling against being respected in any type of media, whether it's with, in, in any type of space, really, whether it's with outside races or with our own. So that to me, I think was really interesting that you have this man who was like, I'm sorry, I don't really know you, but the fact that you're being treated in such a nice way and my mother wasn't, I'm sorry. And that to me was powerful because you, you can tell he was really doing it from a personal, you know, emotional revenge, basically, right? So 
I think that that long drawn out scene was really to kind of capitalize like, well, damn, why would he take out them? You know, why would he do that? And they finally get to it at the end. But I think it was just really powerful that you had this man who, of course, you know, he did it in a way that, and she again was collateral, but I think it was really interesting when you think about it in that type of way when it comes mm. to black women. So shout out, shout out to the black women out there, my sisters, my mom, my aunts, my grandmothers. So yeah, we always have to show them love, uplift them. Um, to me, the opening scene was a foreshadowing of what the storyline would be. Um, specifically with that with him coming in the house and doing what he did, and you find out the relationship of the two later on. So that it just and it all tied in together at the end, but it definitely was a foreshadowing of the struggle that he was going to go through and how he's going he was going to turn out. Yeah. So I like that. I this I will say I liked it, and it left you kind of like on the edge of your seat because you were trying to figure out who this person was that came into the house, did what he did, and you didn't understand anything until later on. So yep. I liked it. I definitely like that part. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Who was your favorite character? Oh man, you know Rufus Buck. Okay, uh, nope. Nope. Favorite, yeah, Rufus Buck nope. was my was my favorite character hands down. Like again, Rufus Buck just it could have been more complex um, as a villain, but they dropped the ball on multiple times, especially in Redwood, where conversations happened where it, it could have shown of like what this person was attempting to grow, uh, or nurture, excuse me, in a town. Um, but yeah, just I just love the complexity of it. It wasn't just he just wasn't just simple villain. They just dropped the ball on a lot of things and just really the mindset you came in thinking from this character and then what the, what that character does is okay, well, you're still just villain and not this just you're not overly complex um, to where a lot of people are liking. Like a lot of people like complex because it's where your empathy. Well, they're not wrong. I like those type of. But it all, but yeah, Rufus Buck. Suds, what you got? <laughs> For me, I I like Cuffy because she was like who I am, what I am, right? You just wanted to deal with it. I love the fact that they actually allowed for someone like they didn't have the stereotypical like over sexualized black woman. You get what I'm saying? Like I love that. Yeah. Right. And the fact that she actually could fight, I really like that. She was a shooter. But I think the other mm. person who I think didn't get enough time uh, was the guy who was the, the fast shooter. Was uh, Buckworth, I think was his name? Yes, Jim Buckworth. And, yeah, Jim Buckworth, I felt like it was all this buildup to what he could actually do. And Facts. we never got a chance to see it. And that irritated me. I felt like, really, you going to sit here and tease me this entire movie then you don't give me the chance to actually see what this man can do? Like, mm -hmm. that bothered mm -hmm. me. But I think Cuffy was probably my favorite and Treacherous Trudy. Because the okay. reason being is because, again, they were true to who they were. And they were very solid in who they were. They didn't change. It didn't seem like they were a damsel in distress. Like, they were like, this is what I am. This is what I do. Back off or I will shoot you. And that, to me, I think was just just powerful. Okay. I, a great answer. I like that. Mine was actually Please don't OG. say Nate Love. OG, right? <laughs> nope. 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 Not Nate Love. Here we go Ooh. right here. U.S. Marshal? Yes. 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 My yes. Marshal. Right, first of all, we talking about Delroy Lindo. Any part that he plays hands down hits you in your soul. Period. I don't care if he's on there for minutes, five minutes. Every time I watch it, I think of Brooklyn. I think of Clockers. Um, Ooh. any role that he's in, he is just he plays beautifully. Shout out to uh and and not shout out. Rest in peace to uh, the the great legend Sidney Poitier passed away. Yeah, today. he passed away. Yeah, yeah, he passed away today. Um, influenced Denzel Washington, probably influenced uh, Delroy Lindo and everybody wow. else that that looks like us who are acting. So, uh, the marshal was my guy. He was my guy, mm -hmm. definitely, definitely, definitely. And he didn't get enough time on the screen, in my opinion. But he whooped some ass on there, and he could shoot too. For sure. That's true. So, I do yeah. I do like him because he was very like look, it is what it is. You gotta think about how you're gonna go about doing this. Be smart mm -hmm. about it. You know, this is why why do you think I'm alive for as long as I have been in this field? Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You don't get old for no reason. Exactly. You go something. All right. You know, so 
You know, and the one thing I will add to that before you go to your next question, it was yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Was a line in another movie that I thought was pretty interesting. It was in the, the movie called A Private War. It was about a, 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 a war journalist, but it was a line that they said that said, you know, along the lines of you have old journalists and you have bold journalists, but you never have an old and bold journalist. And I'm thinking along this line, like with him, you know, he was old, right? And he was not all the way bold because he was tactful about it. So I'm just thinking like along those lines, you know, you have to think about how you're going to do that because going in guns and blazing every single time, eventually that will run out. You mm -hmm. will meet someone who is of equal or greater. So I think the way that he was really trying to educate Nate and say, like, I know what you're trying to do, but think about it. Don't go in there all guns and blazing. You got to really think about how you're going to get this man because he is older than you and he's going to know he's been through a lot of stuff. So I just right. thought that, that was pretty cool. how he was trying to educate him and school him, but not emasculate him along the way. So good one. Good one. Good one. All right. So uh, which character did you dislike? Hmm. That's good. That's a good question. Um, it's hard to really uh, to me, like dislike characters because none of the characters I really like disliked. Uh, so I'm just gonna say none. <laughs> I mean, and move on. That. Like, yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really have a character. It sucks. I just, like, you know, I mean, I'm gonna just go with the age coach Mary and her decisions. Uh, hate. I didn't dislike the character. I just was like, that don't make any sense. From this kid's building up to be like seemingly badass and then like i'm gonna do this. and you're like but why when you have still don't get it <laughs> understand what's going on but yeah that's so, yeah yeah so it's taken away it's just, it's just hard to say no nah, i'm i'm just i guess a part of me there i i dislike some of the characters for different reasons right so like buck i think it was because of just how he he basically was just sitting back and waiting for Nate Love to come for him, basically, right? Like, that was the thing. Like, he knew, he was like, that's why I marked you for you to come back. So I knew who was coming for me. Mm -hmm. But it was like, at the same time, you had this team that was down for you, and yet you choose somebody to run a town that wasn't right. And then when you go to him to say, hey, I need to call in my favor, he, de he doesn't do right by you. And I'm like, out of all the people in your group, in your camp, you could have chosen at least two or three other people. But you chose him? Why? We don't know his backstory. You know, but like he said, he yeah, was loyal They don't once. give you enough to understand exactly. it, right? They don't, they don't give you enough, which is like, you've got you to give me something because I don't understand the logic behind letting this man, who you tell was spineless, because as soon as he went, as soon as he got beat in the streets, what's the first thing he did? He went to the other side. And then so then it's like okay, fine, whatever. You know, but I think that some of the things that Buck did were kind of questionable. And I do think that the other guy that um Buckworth was going against, and I can't think of his name, Lakeith was is playing. Cherokee Bill. Cherokee yeah, Bill, thank you. You know, he came off extremely cocky to me, right? And the fact is it's like if you're going to be cocky, you got to be able to back it up. But the scene where they finally had it, where Cherokee Bill and Buckworth were actually going to square off, and the way that he did that pissed me off. Pissed me off. Because I was like, dude, you didn't even... That wasn't even like a legit setup, right? But again, this is talking about the Wild West. There are no rules, right? So you got to think about that, oh, which is, again, I get that piece. But I'm like, damn it, if we can get a good shoot-off or shootout in Tombstone, we can have one, okay, in this one. We had a beautiful shootout, or basically a duel, okay, against Johnny Ringo and and Doc Holliday and yes. Tombstone. Give me something like that with Buckworth and, and Cherokee Bill, but they didn't do that, and that pissed me off. Pissed me off to the fullest, I'm just saying. Cherokee Bill was my most hated guy. Specifically, what he did to Buckworth, that shit was lame as fuck. Like, who does that? You, and, and when he first met him, he he told him, he said, "Look, are you the same guy here that's supposed to be the fastest drawing west?" He like, "Oh, whoever uh, uh, gets whoever draws first, but I might shoot you in the mouth for for running your mouth." And then y'all get a chance to do a standoff, and you don't do nothing. Nope. You dirty. You dirty yeah, as hell. Yeah. 
It's a sucker punch. He basically yeah. just a sucker punch with a bullet. And that to me does not sit that well with funny. me. And then what happened to him later on? He deserved that. And then she said, yeah, yeah he was faster than your ass anyways. But you know what? But again, that's all hearsay. And that's the thing that I got a problem with. That is the one thing I got a problem with. We finally had a character. Yes, he was young. Yes, he was, you know, cocky and filling his oats. Everybody has their moments when they're younger. But give the man a chance to at least show why. You didn't even give him a chance. It was like, dang, at least let him die knowing, well, okay, I wasn't that fast. You didn't even do that. Like, right. Shit was corny. I, I hated it. I, I can't stand him. He He's – I loved him in ATL. I loved him in Get Out. Um, and – I lost respect for his character on here. Oh, and sorry to bother you. That was another one I love with Keith. Uh, what ATL? No, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Oh, I didn't. I didn't see that one. I didn't see oh, that. That's wild. That one for That's you wild. Watch it. It's so good. He was in that other movie, I believe, the photograph or something like that. Oh, photograph was beautiful. I watched that some of it with such with, a good movie. Evie, you know, I was falling asleep. I ain't gonna even hold you. I start falling asleep. <laughs> it's terrible. Clearly, you don't like black love. Okay. <laughs> no, I do. I just that that was one of the nights I was just exhausted. Oh, Definitely. was it? Was it another late night like last night? Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> what similarities to us did you see in this movie? Oh man, uh, complexity. I mean, again, yeah. we good, bad, and ugly. Like everybody has it. Like my mom always said, there's good, bad, and ugly, and everybody. Um, and I think with us, it just showed that what it really showed to me was it really slapped in the this idea of like during that time, like black people were just always in chains, which uh, that narrative is spoken all the time in any history uh, when it comes to black people or African people who came over here and now are known <clears throat> as African or black. Uh, so I really did enjoy that. The white town. You know, I love. Uh, it's not called White Town. Uh, Mays, Maysville. Yeah, when when they went to Maysville, like I was like, it could have. You know, it was a little anticlimactic in that well as well. But I just love the fact where it was like, "What up, blue eyes?" <laughs> like you're, you're shaking, you're shaking. You miss. I won't. Like I love that, and I think that showing that complexity, and then also showing Rufus Buck and just his ruthlessness. Uh, of it, and I love that too. Like I was like, yeah, I mean, like he didn't been, he didn't been through some shit. <laughs> like you know what I mean, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, it's it is what it is. So, and then especially especially all the women, even though again, how they did stagecoach Mary, I just wasn't feeling it. Zero tolerance for that, to be honest, because it made no sense, and they still didn't, they still did not even have some type of like, but why? <laughs> like yeah. it made no sense. It, it made no sense, and I'm just gonna leave it at that. But love the love the dynamic aspect of us and that is good bad and ugly and then there's just some black folks that was like man i'm just trying to live out here i just want to have a family and build that's it like mm-hmm. i don't want to i don't want to be a part of none of this and why you even why do you bring i'm only in this town because you got enough guns that you say you're gonna protect us so i pay my taxes now you're trying to tax me to the point where i feel like i'm in enslavement where i wasn't getting paid nothing i'm just saying exactly <laughs> exactly so what you thinking about it I think for me, the fact that they are finally showing us in a different way. Like, I like the fact, like, they, and I think the thing about this too is that we all, they always try to kind of put us into one category, but really black people are the ones that are pushing a lot of the trends that are out there. We're the ones that set the tone for a lot of things that are out there, fashion, music, you know, just, just culture as it is, right? You know, they draw from our from our food and make it high end or, you know, high, you know, high, you know, uh, uh, fashion or whatever the case you want to call it. It's edgy when others do it. But boy, oh boy, do they like to degrade. And this was something that really changed the narrative of how you see black people. And I love the fact that you had so many different characters. You know, they all had their own uniqueness. They really didn't play too much into some of the typical tropes that they have of black people. You know, they were you know, people who, who had a, a dynamic type of personality. And that's what I liked about it, right? Like it, w- it was different. And I think that that in itself just demonstrates that regardless of where you put us, it's going to be a powerful thing. I love the fact that they did this Western, tried to play on some of the real characters and, and people who were alive back in the day 
to really demonstrate that regardless of where you look in history, there had to be some type of black person involved or black influence. And that to me, I think is just something that, you know, doesn't really get covered in this Western film. And I think that that alone just demonstrates that when you have black people that come together, there's this sense of community, right? And even when at the end, when that bombshell was dropped on how these two were, were related to one another, just the fact of how they felt sorry for one another. And that alone, you know, it was it was like that was something that was very powerful, right? Because even through all the things that we go through as people, you know, and and we know that we're all trying to make it. And you're going to have some people, and we talked about this, especially in the beer industry, how you have mm-hmm. some people who make it and don't look back. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, well, I made it. I'm trying to showcase this, but they're not doing the other part of looking back. And yep. again, you know, you don't want to be mad at them, because, but you want to celebrate them at the same time. You're mad, but you want to celebrate because you're like, at least someone made it into that space. But damn, I wish you would have brought me along type of a thing. But I think that in itself really kind of highlighted this idea of how we, you know, maybe we've had some issues where we had a disagreement on something. And, you know, there may be some bad blood between us. But at the same time, when it comes down to it, we are both black. You know, so yeah. you, at the same time, you're going to come down to that, that to that question of do I still help this person even though they screw it up? Because society really doesn't care about them. But should I also put, you know, put dirt on them as well? And I think that was something that I think was really played on. And you could see that struggle that Nate Love was having in that moment when he found out what their connection was. And at that, I think, was something that a lot of us have probably have experienced in some shape or form. But that to me is where I kind of see similarities to what we are experiencing now. I agree with you 100%. I was actually going to say that um, my my father was um, similar to the Buck father. And um, not not like 100% as far as the the, uh, aggressiveness towards the mom, but as just as a a man and the things that he did. um, 15 years later, I have a sister and she has a whole new life. And the way that she... yeah and she's grown um it's different her 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 perception of him is he's the best thing walking he's the best thing ever happened and i don't try to change that perception but what i do let her know is that this is who he was before you were here right um me your, your your other your other older brother the oldest um and your sister your sister we experienced his the worst sides of him you got all the good um, and we've had conversations about that. I've even had that with my father. I'd say you did this for her, but when it came to us, specifically me and my brother, you were you were a mean, you were mean. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. Yeah. And um I was able to relate to to what Nate went through based upon his experience. And unfortunately, what happened to him at the beginning, like I said, that's the foreshadowing, but it also compared to how we live right now. You're talking about him living with in, in our community and um, he was getting love, he was getting help from them, but he was considered an outlaw to everybody else. Hmm. But to us, he was who he was. He was somebody who helped the community. He was someone who helped us out. But to them, you go in Maysville and they're like, uh, you ain't supposed to be here, which is what we deal with right now. Hmm. Um, what are you doing over here? Oh, you could you walk into this brewery? What, what's going on here? Why are you in here right now? That's the similarities that I've seen. And mm-hmm. it just it hit home. It definitely hit home. And um, I was able to take that in and and kind of, you know, transfer that energy and say, you know what? I have to make sure I reach back if I ever get to that point. I have to make sure I reach back and touch my people um, and stay grounded by being around my people, period. So, governance yeah. structure right there, man. That good old governance structure. You can't, yes. can't you got to be the governance inside of the social. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. shout out to that, man. And then also, last thing for you switch over is that, <clears throat> I mean, you know, thank you for sharing that aspect, you know, personal aspect of, uh, about your father. And I think a lot of times what we fail to realize in our community and what I think this shows is that people do change. Now, how you how you deal with that change, that's a different story. Because again, uh, one thing that this movie shows is that you're going to pay the piper. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's coming. You don't know when, you don't know what long, how long, but I think a lot of people think about all the things that whether they've done right by somebody or not, or whatever the case may be like when that, if that, if that 
aspect of them were to reemerge in the life. Do you really for not you really asking for not empathy, but you're more so asking for like, well, just take it out on me. How we as a species do things. It's not just like you and you alone are are the cause. It's like now you got this life, but you don't know how this person was. And I got that too with just family members who pass away and and their significant others will start talking and somebody else in the family that like, no, that's not how that person was. It was like, yeah, that, that person wasn't like that for you. Mm-hmm. And you definitely you definitely valid in your points, but my 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 perspective to this person is different. Is the case. Yeah. And that's yeah. Not, I mean, even my, personally for me, like my grandpa, especially I know my uncle, my, oldest, my the oldest uncle, <laughs> me and him always be going back and forth. It's like, yeah, okay, he, he could have been that. That's cool. And I was like, I, I can't take away your experience, but I was like, but you know, with me, I'm gonna always say something about my grandpa, man. Because of me, he was my he was, you know, that's who that was my that was my road dog, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't negate the fact to your point of who he was to that person at that time exactly. and then who, who he was to me. And that's what I was saying about that complexity, especially as black folks, it's yes. hard to look and how that ties into just even the comments about someone making it in something, and especially the craft beer we're talking about, and we like, well, dang. This is how you treated us, and now you want us to be in this level with you, or you want us to support you in this with this way. But then when we ask you questions about it, like, yeah, you'll do it or you don't do it, and then you'll get on TV and start talking about something that will be like, wait a minute, nah, you ain't been in the circle, you ain't been in the governance mm-hmm. structure in a minute. In a minute, <laughs> you, you're gonna try to, you know, and I and that's just it's just it, it's sad, but at the end of time, it's, it's back to like cancel culture, as everybody likes to term and t- and talk about. But reality is, is that we do grow and change. And the thing is, us that have dealt with the past self, <laughs> we got to yeah. look at ourselves and be like, what is it that we're willing to to acknowledge? And then also, are we willing to have that conversation? And is that person who did change and try to may or not act like, oh, yeah, I was always like this. Are they willing to have that conversation, too, and actually uh, take a- action to make uh, not necessarily make amends, but to acknowledge someone's feelings and to and to give some time to to that to that reverence and that governance structure of like well you gotta you gotta hear what i gotta say so i appreciate what you what you just shared man yeah seriously yeah i appreciate that um all right so what did you think about the end i mean somebody kind of spoiled some of yeah. it you know what i mean <laughs> I'm fine with it. it's just dropping shotgun shells out here doom, doom, doom. but no, no I'm, uh, dropping, I'm dropping what they call it the mother of all bombs on it okay we're just gonna blow it wide open okay yes uh, no i think the um the ending to the harder they fall like i really wanted it to be different um i really expected nate to not do what he did um and just and just um let the marshal <laughs> and the team handle handle business nope. um but but i think that also that also just back to that point of like anger and things like that it, it, it was i know it's a western uh i know that we watch a lot of westerns we know what happens with the villain and the good guy in a western we get it uh, i just wanted them to to really dive deep into that conversation and back to my point about the character of rufus buck Rufus Buck, whether you like him or not, what he was attempting to build, at least from at least from prior to having the conversation with the town folk was like, OK, yeah, this is something. And I, I wanted it to be more complex with that. Like, yo, I'm not you know, I'm not this uh, I'm not this dictator. But at the same time, what is it what is it out there that you were were or were not able to do that brought you here to Redwood? And I think that that is something that <clears throat> it just was missed. And I think he, even here at the ending, it was like. Yeah, this is a grudge for a very long time. At the end of the day, when you found out what you found out and you feeling that you have, it was also a sense of like, damn, so I'm not alone. You know, and mm-hmm. and and it may not be this is definitely not what I want as far as not being alone, but what of it? You know, and like and it was some there was some nice it was some nice comments that was said, regardless if we agree with it or not, or we thought it was uh just getting away from uh me the main when your time has come, but yeah, it just it dropped at the end. Like, like I just was like, okay, thanks. It's just great. Same, same story. Like we've been building all this stuff up, and then it hit, and it's like, okay, that's a good shock. Now what's gonna happen? Oh, yep. nothing, nothing. You yep. just took that and you just threw it in the trash. Mm. I wouldn't say it was necessarily throwing it in the trash because you were, you, you did, you talked about this earlier. You know, you have to really take into account what each character was feeling 
You get what I'm saying? Like, I can understand from Nate's perspective. He's like, okay, I get it. Okay, so I understand your perspective. Yeah, our dad apparently wasn't that great. But at the same time, if we take him out of the equation, you still did that to my mother. And she had nothing to do with it. Absolutely nothing to do. She had no idea you existed or what my father did before. Spoiler alert. you get what I'm saying? I know. I'm, I already we already put out the spoiler I mean, three times. I keep, I keep driving bombshells out here. Spoiler. I'm not even listening to you. We just start having little sound bites on that doom. But um, <laughs> to me, it's like that. To me, I think was where I understood where Nate, what he did and why he did it, because it's like as much as I don't want to take out someone who is family. Spoiler alert. Um, it's just a simple fact that my mother had no choice that was taken from her mm-hmm. and that to me i think is something that speaks volumes here is that in both cases their respective mothers were brought into a situation that they had no control over and the sons are the ones trying to right the wrong yeah and that to me when you think about the phrase of sins of the father I think it echoes really strongly in this i mean it's strong mm-hmm. and i think it is terrible to see that you have children and it speaks volumes and both of you are fathers to the fact of how you are as a parent mm. can drastically affect how that child is going to be as an adult. And I think a lot of times people think this idea of having kids is great. <laughs> Passing on your genes, biology really screams that you should. But people really need to take a like, stop and think, am I ready? Do I really feel that I am up to the challenge to really Facts. be able to be involved in this child and in, in this child's life in the way that they need to be. Not saying that you need to push them to become a doctor or a lawyer. It's like really thinking about them as a person. Yeah. Am I scarring them so that they're not going to be able to be emotionally vulnerable in their relationship? Am I scarring them where they're going to be constantly questioning, are they enough? Am I going to be scarring them in a sense of basically having it where they're going to have shortcomings and being able to actually function in life, right? And I don't think a lot of people stop to think about that. Not saying that parents, there aren't good parents because there are, but I do think the vast majority of people don't stop to think about that. And I think that in itself just demonstrates that here was a guy who made decisions because he didn't care and it altered the life line of these two men where one of them was going to end up dying sooner than what they should. And that to be hurt a lot because I don't think that's something that people really like to stop and think about because they they get this idea that society is pushing on biology. It's pushing that you need to have kids, but a lot of people don't need to be having them. And a lot of people who have grown up to adults who go in and have these relationships end up damaging others because of the trauma and damage that they receive from their parents. So that to me was a thought I have with this movie, that it was sad to see that one man screwed up the trajectory of these two black men. Mm. Yes, I love that. I, clip, I, it, um, clip it up. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I definitely got to do that. I had the same conversation with my brother a lot of times, and we we talk. And this movie, first of all, the ending, it made me, as I keep saying, I keep referencing myself in this, but it also reminded me of what really happened at the beginning and how it all tied together. It left you kind of hanging with the sense of damn, what's, what's going to happen here? We know this happened to this person and this person is gone, but what happens next? And Nate paid some respect to Rufus after the fact. He paid him his, his respect as he was walking away. He showed that that love, even though he did what he did. Um, and I had to give that respect. But then you see uh, somebody in the background as his ending and you're like, are y'all going to do a part two to this? And based upon the relationship that we have with- Don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I, I would like to see it because there's some questions that's not answered. Definitely a lot of questions that I need to get answered. So I would love to see a part two, but maybe they'll have it put together better. I don't know how many films this brother did. I think he did two or three. This might have been the third one, obviously. Um, I'd like to see more. And it just definitely left us hanging. So I don't know, man. I, I would love to see the uh, trajectory of that. Um, specifically when it comes to um, uh, Nate and and, uh, Mary. Uh, 
I don't know, man. We got we got to push forward with that, and I'm I'm really hoping they have that in production. And if they don't, it is what it is. We got we got out of it. Maybe we'll have something better for us in the future, specifically when it comes to Black Westerns. But that 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 wasn't it. That definitely wasn't it. I hope they increase the diversity though. Like actually show like you know some natives, you yeah. know, really bring in some other characters that are usually are very marginalized in Westerns. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. I'm gonna skip this one. This is kind of we kind of talked about that. Mm-hmm. This is the one I really want to ask. Are we too critical of our people's artistic expression? It's the last question right here. Man, always, man. What do you mean? Like, come on. Governance structures be like, yo, that was good, but you could have did this better. And that's anybody, especially with us. And I think for us, it's not. I think the criticism that we have um, to our own people, it, it's a double-edged sword. It's a, It can be to a fault or it can actually be constructive. And I think you have to find the balance, which is hard to do because everybody has their opinion. So you're never going to please anybody. But the people that you do trust or even yourself, if you like, you could have did that better, then you got to do it. But I think we all are heavily critical of uh, especially black folk. Um, and it's not a taught thing through enslavement, which a lot of people are like, oh, because it's just an enslavement, which I think it's it. But. Uh, to Dr. Greg Carr's point, you know, shout out Dr. Greg Carr in class with Carr every Saturday. Yeah. Definitely, definitely is a governor's thing where it's like your parents or your brother, or your older brother, your older cousins, the sister be like, yeah, you did good, but you know, you missed a couple You it's sports. You miss a couple of shots. You miss, you missed that. You missed that tackle. Or, or if it's in, if it's a spelling bee, yeah, you got that right. But you kind of slipped up on this one and you wasn't that tight on that. We want to tighten that up. Or even mm-hmm. a science experiment, like yo, that was that was good, but I could tell where you were getting tired, and instead of sit, stepping away from it and coming back or asking for help, you kind of just went with it, and they accept it. But that's we know we know you could do better, and I think that's where the balance has to be of like, what can you do? You are you are you pr- projecting for them to do better? Or are you just you just uh, you just shitting on them and just <laughs> just saying that you're <laughs> That you're trash, and I think at least for this movie in particular, like, there were a lot of scene, there are a lot of aspects to it where I was like, yes, if they hit on this, especially for Rufus Buck's character, again, my favorite character, so I'm being biased, that it'd have been more of like, yo, this is a decision that you had to be made, and it'd have been great to see a Rufus Buck and a Marshall conversation about the town of Redwood. You know what I mean? Like, mm. that, and then being like, yo, you, you to Sus' point, yeah, okay black out of enslavement or, or ran away uh, to, to be free and yeah. now you now you become a marshal because again being a marshal that's a that's a you know and marshals don't live that long <laughs> and so for for the marshal to be as old as he was to live that long shout out to the marshal um but it's a conversation too like you bringing in a lot of a lot of people you bringing in don't are not white you know and that's another thing that i don't think was necessary it was kind of hinted on in at least from maybe just what we saw but I wanted that type of conversation as well. Like that would have been key and like, and how that would have played out. Cause there was a lot of aspects to this movie where like it was a chess, it was chess moves and was checkers being played all that together. But then it kind of just all just went to hell when it could have even been even more because they set it up to such point that the tense, the tense, the t- being tense around each other was already great. And then they just dropped the ball on a lot of scenes. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna leave it. Mm. So what you what you got for that? For the question itself, I think the reason why we can are viewing it as too critical is because we know what black people can do. Yeah. Like I said previously, black people are known for making these vertical leaps in all kinds of area. And so you have to say to yourself, when you see a movie like this, you say to yourself, why do you continue to play into the tropes that we know are prevalent? in the movie industry. Now, one would say, well, that's the, that's the formula that works. I get it. But if you have this platform, why not try to do something a little bit different, right? Why not push the envelope when you have been given this opportunity? Now, of course, some would say, well, maybe that opportunity might get, you know, yanked from under you, but you made a statement, right? And I think in this case, it's like, even if you were to go with the storyline, make sure that you represent stagecoach Mary properly. And if you weren't going to represent her properly, try to at least do something different with the story. 
because you're like, you're doing a give and take. Fine. My hands are bound on this, but I'm going to push in this direction. Why? Because it's revolutionary. It's edgy. Use their language. Use their selling points they use, right? And I think that's the biggest thing is when we think about what we can do, we are always kind of putting ourselves into these categories or these boundaries. And it's like, no, we, we are the ones that really revolutionize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Let's change this. Now I'm not going to diminish a person's artistic expression or their viewpoint or their life journey because it's vastly different from mine. So I like to sit and learn from a person as to why they think that is. Now it would be cool to hear why the director went this route, right? Maybe they were thinking that if they got a second movie that they could really you know, drive a little bit deeper into the story, which would be great, but we don't know that, right? Um, and so that to me is where it's like, if you have this one shot and one shot only, what do you want it to be? And I think that that's the biggest thing. Now, there are times where we are too critical and we've talked about this offline and on here. Yes, yes. About people who are starting certain types of clothing line or certain types of brands. And we want to be very critical of well, what are you doing for the culture? And why does it cost so much? And we're looking for these bargains with people who look like us, but we are willing to pay top dollar for people who don't look like us. Thanks. That, in those situations, I'll agree. We are too critical on our own people, right? We need to be able to say, I respect what you're doing and I see the value and I'm going to pay the value for what it is and be willing sometimes to pay more because we know that black businesses do not get the type of funding, do not get the type of awareness, do not get the type of acknowledgement that businesses that are white owned. So for me, it's like, we have to think about that a little bit more on that. So if I think in this case for this movie, I can understand why we might be critical of it is because we want to see something different than what we typically see in the very whitewashed Westerns. But at the same time, I will applaud this and I will continue to push this because it is something that was very different. It was an all black cast, very strong characters, that really tried to do something different and really bring to light these black characters and people who actually were real. So that's why I'm like, I won't be too critical, but yeah, I'm going to tell them to push a little bit more. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. I'm going to say that um, <clears throat> I'm critical to an extent, but at the same time, I'm here to support us. Like you just said before, we spend a lot of money with other other uh, cultures, other ethnicities. We don't question anything. Well, how much is this hair? You know, I go to the store. How much is this hair right here? And you buy it. There's no question asked. Whatever type of hair it is. Oh, how much is this um, this hoodie or whatever? You buy it. No questions asked. Um, and when we do it, let me get a discount on it because you're looking for that. I don't I don't that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to pay whatever that price is unless you're offering a discount. From the jump, you're saying, all right, I, this is what it is already. I'm not going in there expecting that to happen. And yeah. in this, in case of this movie, it was definitely represented very, very well. And I think that for me to support my own, whether it be to just watch it for hours and, um, you know, just to say, hey, I've watched it and the streaming numbers are going up. That's enough for me. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I remember probably 14 years ago, we was living in Atlanta. Me and Evie, we went to see uh, Medea Goes to Jail. And we had pre-ordered the, the tickets. Man, it was sold out everywhere. Do you realize we got into that theater? It was pretty much all us. Like, just all of us in there. And you had maybe two or three different white people in there. Right. If you know black people going to talk during a movie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which was <laughs> They're going to laugh, make jokes, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, it was happening. But guess what? We was and we was there for that support. We was there to show love. That was the governance happening in full effect. Nobody was asking for any discounts. Nobody mm-hmm. was asking for any refunds. We went in. We had a good time. We watched the movie. And when it comes to this, this was the exact same way. Yes, it was things I didn't like about it, but I'm here for the support, and that's Man. all that matters. And so, you know what? One thing, the one thing I'll add to it is this: when you talk about discounts, I think about the times when I have worked with black um, brands. In addition, like buying their clothes or whatever the case may be. 
and you're like, oh, yeah, let me get, I'm like, no, don't give me a discount. I want to pay full price for this. Like, that's what I want. I don't want to sit here and diminish what you guys have done. Or like, if it's a, if one of the owners is black or one of the brewers is black, I'm not going to sit up here and, and ask you to give me a discount. I don't like that. And if you are going to give me a discount, I'm going to tip on top of that to make up for the difference. Because here's a space where you have black people that typically are not in it. I'm not about to sit up here and cut the price. Thank okay, you. Well, sure. You know, I paid top dollar for some other stuff, but I can do that for you too. Exactly. I can do that. If it takes you time to give me top quality stuff, I will give you the time. I'm not going to push you to tell you to do it faster. Give me the quality that I want out of it. That's what I want. That's what I want out of it. I want your quality, your art, your passion. It was poured into it. I don't want nothing short of that. And I'm going to pay you what you were due, what you mm -hmm. are due. That's what I'm going to do. Mm. With that, says with the fire, clip it. Always, always, always. We got a lot, so I'm gonna have to sit back and go through it all before I pull. Right, it we we over the hour though. All this good. Was this was this Get was a much needed conversation, no. and I know you wanted to talk about this really, really heavy. We kept talking about it. it's like we did. I was like, no, we need to talk it? about this one. Who's yeah. doing it? Who's doing it? I'm like, yeah, I, I definitely got to talk about it. So next yes. week, yes, next week we got to get we back to this evil in. And, and we're going to have, you know, some special guests. You know what I'm saying? It's going to go down. I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, I'm definitely excited about it. And it's going to be a good one. I haven't watched it yet, but the conversation that we have is going to be lit. <laughs> it's going to be where it's at. And I want to see what happens. I'm sure you already watched it. Evil, already evil, all I got to say is Evil Lynn. That's all I got to say. Listen, okay. Skeletor, listen, the reason why I was so excited about this, not only because the trailer for this when he first came out with the first season was really good. Um, just the fact that it was Mark Hamill who's speaking for exactly. us. Come on, and come I on. love him. He's like my favorite Joker at hands down. Yeah. If you talk about all the Jokers, he is my absolute favorite. Definitely. So when I saw that he was in, because I was listening to the voice, I'm like, that can't be who I think it is. Yes, it, it is. Really Mark Hamill. I have a Joker picture that was signed by him. So that's my, my favorite picture, okay? Mm. Favorite picture of the Joker, the cartoon Joker from the Batman series back in the day, okay? Yeah, my favorite. Whoa, head should know. That was my thing. So when I saw that he was on this, I was like, I got to watch it. And I'm yeah. so excited because we're going to actually have, I'm going to give a little hint, black cosplayers on this. And I'm so excited about that. Like, honestly, that is my biggest thing. Like, people who actually have a budget and not on a budget like me, but real people who have a budget to do yeah. some real good cosplay. Yes, I'm excited. Shout out. All shout right. out, shout out to Evil Lynn. Shout out to Cersei. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cersei, Cersei. I don't even know the actress's name. I just know Cersei. Lena, Lena Lena Lena. Yeah. Shout out you to her. Her voice. Her voice, just like Mark Hamill, is uh, yes. iconic. Like, yes, it is. People wouldn't even go to her to Comic Con, like when they were doing Game of Thrones. They wouldn't even talk to her. Because they hated her character so much. I would have went to show Hugger and I would have been like, you played a great villain. I would have gone and talked to her. I like, and you should have got more. And you, you. should have got more screen the way time. They killed her off the got more I was mad. I love her on 300. She uh, was good in 300. I forgot that was her on 300. Just it with the hair. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. It was yeah. her. She yeah. was Leonidas' girl. Yeah, that's right. I like I like my her, sir. I like her in Game of Thrones. My wife, my love. I was like, man, I cried on that part. That's yeah, and I just said I was like, no. Yeah, I, I, I liked, I liked her. I liked her on Game of Thrones. She, she was, she was. It was crazy. Yeah, it was definitely was, was crazy. So she did not get the death that she deserved. I'm sorry. That nah, she, she didn't. No, that she was, didn't. She didn't. That season was trash. But anyway, man. Yeah. Fine, another great. <laughs> another another one under the books, y'all. Look, another next one. week, y'all make sure y'all pull up because we got some people man, pulling come up. Come on, man. Tell, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Stop playing. You gotta be here next week. It's it's going down. It's definitely going down. It's going to be all love. Um, thank everybody for coming through. Make sure y'all leave some comments down there. When after this, make sure you subscribe, you share it, tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. All right. Mouse, and watch it. You go. You, that you, being you, said, you. cheers, y'all. No, I drank everything. Yeah, we out. That's all good. Cheers. <laughs> I drank everything. And, and, and we'll see y'all next week. Mm -hmm.